get into the hockey talk by getting into the scrum. This is the Scrum Sports Hockey Show with Brooks Rowland and Trevor Grout on Lightning Power Play. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Off the Rails with the Scrum Sports. I, of course, am Trevor Grout and joined as always by the J to my John Gruden, Brooks Rowland. Oh, wow. You really, really kind of went with a blast from the past from our old Scrum Sports podcast days. Let me tell you something, Oh, man. don't. Don't do it. Oh, I'm going to do the entire show like this, man. Oh, uh, no. Spare us all, please. I'm working for the Raiders now, man. <laughs> Got Mark uh, Mark Davis as my boss. You're gonna we, enjoy, have, we have the same haircut, man. So you're going to enjoy, you Las, enjoy Las Vegas next year? I'm going to enjoy Las Vegas, man. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Well, those, tell Mark, you, those, tell Mark Davis to get a new haircut. By the those, way, all those uh, all-you-can-eat buffets, man. Let me tell you something. Las Vegas does have some good all-you-can-eat buffets. Though. They do, man. They really, really do. On a serious. Well, I, I don't know that because I've never been to Vegas. I've been three times, and some of those casinos have phenomenal buffets. Especially some of their breakfast buffets you, are to die. You for. know what I'm jonesing for though is ever since we came back from the cruise, you know we we. You know, do whatever, go out, and then go hit the pizza bar, get a pizza, um, and then go back to the room, go to bed, wake up, get tacos or burritos, get some more food, you know, do whatever we're going to do that night, you know, pizza. I'm kind of missing that. Just walking up to being like, hey, can I get two of those? I don't have to give you any money? Okay. There you go. There you go. That's that's the beauty of a cruise. You, and you know what's you interesting? You said you've never been to Vegas. You've never been on a cruise. I've never been on a cruise. So, now that we've officially gone off the rails to start the show, let's see how many times <laughs> we can go uh, during the show. Uh, this week, how worried should you be about Eric Chernak and his recent elbows to the head? We're also going to talk about the Babcock, Peters, Crawford situations and coaching and, and what it all means and... Then we'll end the show with a little segment Brooks likes to call positive and negative. We're also going to talk, are the star players finally getting going? Are they finally getting that, that you know, whatever it is. That Get their mojo to, back. Their mojo back after, you know, losing four to, you know, four games to none to the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Not that we're talking about that or anything. Um, but to kick this show off, I just want to make something known. Like, I really, really want to make something known, Brooks. And I feel like I have to say this. I'm just here so I won't get fined. That's the most important thing we, we mention every week. It is. Trevor's just here along for the ride. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> all my answers, if you ask me a question at all during the show... I'm just gonna answer with that. You're gonna be, you're just gonna be like nodding. You're gonna be like the penguins in Madagascar, smiling wave, boys, smiling. Dude, wave. I finally got to meet them at Universal. Wow, we've really got off the. Rails. I finally got to meet them at Universal. Like I finally <laughs> ran into them, and it was me and my buddy, and I saw them, and I'm like, okay, I've got to get a picture. That had to happen. Um, and once again, Trevor shows that he's 37, going on nine. I'm this many. <laughs> Um, but yeah, to start the show off, uh, we're going to do a little segment we call the state of the goaltending. Now, the reason we're calling it that is you could consider this the state of the union for the lightning goaltenders. And as of right now, I, I don't know how to put this, um, politically correctly. I don't know how to put this softly. It hasn't been good. It's been a bit of a um, a bit of a letdown so far this season, and don't get me wrong. Are we blaming it all on the goaltending? Absolutely not. You know what has not been a letdown? Because I bought these old Reese's Thins things. Trevor, these have not been a Trevor, letdown. focus, focus. Look here, look here. <laughs> I'm sorry, but has this all been the goaltending's fault? No, there have been plenty of issues with the Lightning through the first couple months mm, of the season. Mm, mm. Sixty forty goaltending. But a, a big chunk of it has been the goaltending. Now, you can say it goes kind of hand-in-hand hand with some of the defensive breakdowns that we've seen this season, and we also saw last year, and that we even saw you know, two years ago as well. But here's the difference. 
Here's something. Uh, I was actually talking to our good friend Steve Versnick today on the phone, and he put it very, very eloquently. The defense is playing too safe. They're not playing the defensive game they played last year. Jumping up into the rush. Exactly. Um, and when they got Shattenkirk, um, and they never truly replaced Anton Strawman and Dan Girardi, two of their true, true defensemen. The only other really true defenseman on the roster right now, I don't count Luke Shen because he's only up while Coburn's out. I mean, we can count him. So technically, out of like seven defensemen, only four of them are true, true defensemen. Guys that are Chernak. mostly defensive guys. Yeah. Um, Chernak, McDonough. Um, I'd consider McDonough more of a two-way guy. Not to the same degree as Shattenkirk or Hedman, though. But you got to look. Shattenkirk, Hedman's the truest two-way Defenseman he, in the league. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's having a heck of a season so far. By the way, congrats to him on getting his 100th career NHL goal, which was also on career the regular regular season, season goal, goal, which was also on the 10 year anniversary Did, of his first career. Were NHL you in goal. his scrum? Yes. When Eric uh, Erlinson, and our buddy goes, oh, this is the ninth anniversary. And Hedman looks like, goes, no, no, 10th. Yeah, he knew. <laughs> he absolutely knew. And I know a couple days before somebody had joked. I'm, with... I, and I'm not giving Eric crap for that one. I think he was trying to see if Hedman truly knew. Yeah, try to test him a little bit. Try to test him a little bit. But Hedman <laughs> looked up and goes, nope, that's 10th. Yeah, yeah, he knew. He, he absolutely 100% knew. And it, it was funny because Hedman made the joke earlier in the week. He's like, yeah, I've just got another 300 or so to catch Steven Stamkos. No, he, <laughs> he made that joke um, the night Stamkos. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I knew he had made that joke, but it had come up recently. Yeah, because so. they asked him. I was actually at that game. That's um, right. That's right. Actually, here, you go amongst yourself. Bulk. Anyway, Trevor has uh, decided that he wants to... Um, indulge while he's looking something up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's... When you when you look at the, I mean, getting back to the main point with the goaltending, I mean, the defensive breakdowns that we've seen the last couple of years are still there this season, but a big reason why you know we've seen this team kind of scuffle along is that Andre Vasilevsky has not necessarily bailed this team out as often as he has in the past. I mean, I kind of want to do one of my analytical deep dives, but we're also going to combine that just with, you know, observations that I've made, you know, kind of combine the eye test with the analytical deep dive as well. And I don't know about you, Trevor, but when when I've watched Vasilevsky this year, I've noticed that unlike past seasons, he's not, it doesn't seem like he's tracking the puck as well. I mean, obviously one of his biggest strengths is his athleticism, his ability, his reflexes, you know, his ability to, you know, use use his athleticism to make ridiculous saves. But I've always noticed that his ability to track a puck through a crowd, make saves off tip-ins, deflections, that kind of thing, that ability of his has always been outstanding. But this year, it seems like, to me, I've, I've seen him give up some goals where he's kind of lost the puck in a crowd. I've seen him where he's late tracking a pass and doesn't quite get over in time. And... For, I remember a goal against St. Louis that happened off a one-timer. He didn't slide over in time, and the puck ended up bouncing off him and into the net. It's just little things like that that has really, for some reason, has not been there as as part of his game. While on the other hand, you know, when we've seen Curtis McElhinney in net, he's been outstanding. And I'm, I'm not saying that McElhinney is going to be the starter, nor is he going <laughs> to usurp the job. Let's no. be real here. Not with the extension that Andre Vasilevsky just signed this offseason. That's not going to happen. But, I mean, when you when you take a look at some of his numbers, I mean, the, when you look across the league, I'm, I'm going to you know reference some stats from uh, the awesome website that is Natural Stat Trick. In the NHL this year, there are 44 goaltenders that have played at least 500 minutes of hockey at 5 on 5. This is, you know, I mean, we're not including power play time, penalty kill time in this at all. All right, hold on, time out. What we got? I got the video. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. What what kind of milestone is that? No, it's, you know, it's, uh, 
unreal accomplishment by an unreal player. And, uh, you know, I don't know how many I've been around for, probably, you know, 380. So, uh, you know, it's special. You know, me and Stammer have been here for a long time. And, you know, we're obviously very good friends and, uh, you know, special player. Uh, he's our captain. And, you know, to score 400 goals in NHL and, you know, 400 goals for one team, that's pretty special. So, uh, you know, I'm creeping up on 100. So, uh, <laughs> try and catch him. So, yeah. I love it. What a great sense of humor. Oh, and it was in a loss, too. Yeah. Yeah, That that's mm. the... Uh... What is it with these guys getting milestones in losses? That's been a bit of a trend this year. It has. It and has. It's kind of a weird, disturbing trend. I'd rather not... I'd rather see them get milestones in wins. Give me that. Give me, give me milestones and wins, not in losses. How about just give me wins? Wins would be nice. Lots a a nice win. I want all the wins. I want. You know what I want? I don't want some. I don't want a few. I want all. We need a winning streak with this team. That's what this team needs. Maybe we just need a streak. Okay, I just got a bad visual in my head, dude. Why did you do? No. <laughs> oh God. Hold, hold on. Hold on. I need to take a break. Okay, I think I got that out of my system. I just uh, literally threw up in my mouth. Thanks. You're Thanks, welcome. Trevor. You are very you welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, and as usual, this show goes entirely off the rails once again. Getting back to my original point. Yeah, you, know, you, you look at the uh, the list. I'm not going to go through all the goalies that have played at least 500 minutes of even strength hockey this year at 5-on-5. Five five, but this is where Vasilevsky ranks amongst those 44 goalies in the following categories. Some bang- what are you doing? Going on YouTube there? I am. Okay, fair enough. Well, in terms of shots against, he's faced the 14th most shots amongst that group of goalies. He's a, he's tied for not, tied for the ninth most goals allowed in that time. His save percentage is thirty third. Streaky! Bad Trevor. Bad Trevor. No. Great movie though. But yeah, no. Yeah, if no, I I I can't even look at you right now, dude. What 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 is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Trevor has this pie-eating grin on his face right now. <laughs> uh, I don't want to. I'm not saying me. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying maybe it'll help the team. No, no. The, the, get, a, get a streak of wins. Hell, get a streak of points. Even if you go in a, a, a six-game stretch and you go 3-0-3 or 4-0-2, bank some points. Get something going. Make up some of these games in hand. That you've got on on these teams. I mean, it's nice that they have three to four games in hand on some of the teams that they're chasing. But if they don't start winning, it's not going to do them any good. Mm-mm. And, and I I will say this. I mean, not the way Boston's playing. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm not at this point. Don't even worry about winning the division. Just get into the get into the playoffs. Stay in the race. Bank some points. Get into the playoffs. I, don't, I at this point, I don't care if they win the division or not. They're not going to get in. Just I'm not, well, get let me, into the let me say this, they're not going to. But considering they're almost 20 points down, that is a, it, this early in the season from the division lead, yeah. that is a, a tall mountain to climb. And Boston is, even when they lose, they're doing what I said the Lightning need to do, and that's bank some points. When they lose, they lose in overtime. They lose mm-hmm. in shootouts. So they're building themselves. They're doing what the Lightning did last year. They're building themselves a cushion. The Lightning are four, five, and one in their last ten. Yeah, four, five, and one. They've lost four of their last five. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, that was just after a stretch where they won six of eight. Yep. Where it looked like they were going to turn things around, and that's the big problem: is the the inconsistency. The big problem is, as you said. Vasilevsky is not bailing them out like he has in the past. No. Want to know where he ranks in goal saved above average amongst those 44 goalies? Huh. 34th. Ooh. Yeah. And the way Ooh. goal the way goal saved above average works is it kind of takes into account how many goals that you would save compared to a league average goaltender facing the same kind of workload. And right now he is at Minus three point five seven goal saved above average. Hmm. 
Yeah. Whereas way, Curtis McElhinney is actually at 3.57. So he's saving three and a half goals above what a goalie facing his workload would stop. So real quick, the goalie talk, you know, we've had it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quiz you real quick. Do you know who the number one player right now for plus minus is on the Lightning? Well, I don't. Re- I'll be honest with you. I don't because I typically don't pay much attention to plus minus anymore. It's kind of an outdated stat. But if I had to guess, I would say um, Anthony Sorelli. Nope. Alex Kalorn. Uh, no. All right. I'll, I'll take one more guess. I'm going to mm-hmm. go um, Pat Maroon. Nope. I give up. Kevin Shattenkirk with plus 11. Really? Tied for second. Can you tell me who's tied for second? There's two players. Obviously, they're tied for second. Yeah. Um, Victor Hedman. Nope. Okay. Uh, I will tell you this. Hedman's actually a minus three. Wow. Okay. Jeez. Tied for second and plus minus. Well, if Shattenkirk's number one... Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Yanni Gord. Nope. Tied for second, Andre Palat and Mikhail Sergachev with plus nine. I almost went with Sergachev, but I didn't. Um, number three, Nikita Kucherov, plus six. On a seven-game point streak, by the way. Uh, right behind him, Braden Point, plus five. Um, right behind him, Pat Maroon. Plus two, Alex Kalorn, plus two, Yanni Gord, plus three, Steven Stamkos, minus 11. That's pretty stunning. Tyler Johnson, minus two, Cedric Paquette, minus one. Everybody else is either positive or at zero. Anthony Sorelli, at zero. Okay. But when we come back, uh, we will go over... A little more of these stats, and then dive into are the star players finally getting back to their way, uh, their scoring ways. All that more we come back here on Off the Rails of the Scrum Sports on Lightning Power Play. Welcome back to the Scrum Sports Hockey Show on Lightning Power Play. And we're back with Off the Rails with the Scrum Sports. And as always, in the first segment, we went off the rails about six times. That's not five, it. not seven, but six. Six times. It felt like it was a lot more than that. Yeah. Maybe we should establish like a betting line or something over under how many times we can go off the rails in one segment. Have you met me? <laughs> I, I, I know. For you, with you, it's challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So before the break, we were going over all the advanced goalie stats that Brooks had. But I ended the segment on a little bit of a light note. Yeah, maybe a light note. Um, The plus minus of the team. Technically, there's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players who have currently played for the Lightning. I'm sorry. Nine players. Who have played for the Lightning who are a minus. That have played at least one game for the Lightning. Carter Verhage, minus three. Alexander Volkov, minus five. Luke Shen, minus five. The man, the myth, the legend, Jan Ruda, minus five. Luke Witkowski, who's no longer with the... I think he's in the age. He's in Syracuse. Yeah. Uh, minus four. Eric Ch- Eric Chernak, minus two. Matthew Joseph, minus one. And that rounds out the list. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I mean, like, like I said before, plus minus has gotten to the point where it's kind of outdated with all the advanced stats that are out there. But it's still... It's still you a- hush your mouth. No, I will not hush my mouth. You hush your mouth. I know you love your plus minus, but... It's outdated. How do you think I tell how well I'm doing at NHL video games? That's based just on my plus minus. Well, that's video games. It's different. Yeah, there is no advanced stats <laughs> in video games. It'd be funny if there There's were. There's no though. coursey stats. There should be. No. <laughs> yes, there, there should. should. No. Yes, there should no. be. No. Yes. 
Give me all the Corsi for NHL 21 next year. Give it to me. Give me all the advanced no. stats for video no. games. Mm-mm. Yes. Mm-mm. Yes, Tracy no. Morgan. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. No. Hell no. Hell no. yeah. No. Yes. I refuse. No. No. D- don't fight it, Tracy. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. It's like a wave coming at you. Can't stop it. Anyway, what the hell are we talking about? We've, we've gone uh, off wrong, the rails for wrong, the... Wrong, wrong, wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Sorry, John C. McGinley from Scrubs, but no, you are wrong. Anyway, <laughs> like we teased <laughs> at the end of the first segment... Hey, Brooks. Shut your yeah. <laughs> you and your... You and your torch stuff. I'm, I'm, I might have to take the soundboard away from you. You're like a kid in the candy store with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> because it took me three years to figure it out. Not to figure it out, but to figure out actually to that do you, it. That you could actually do it and on, on the show. <laughs> well, no. You know what else I figured out? So what's been one of my biggest issues with the computer and sound? Uh, YouTube ads. No. The random system notifications. That's a problem. I found a way to shut them off. There you go. Nice. So I'm very happy right now. <laughs> it only took you two and a half years. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, but no, what we were talking about is, you know, uh, goalie stats, um, some of the ones you didn't get to, not that you didn't get to them all. We we pretty much. Goals mo- against, he's 34th. Go- yeah, goals against average uh, amongst um, the no. Well, let's let's reset it a little bit. Hold on, I'm I'm just gonna cover a couple of them so we can go into our next stat. Well, Trevor, let's reset just a little bit. Bear with me. This is where these are where Andre Vasilevsky ranks amongst the 44 goalies that have played at least 500 minutes of five on five hockey per natural stat trick. That's just to kind of reset in case people may have missed the first segment. You never know. That way they're not thinking that we're completely pulling these out of thin air. Hmm, fair enough. <laughs> that's that's all I'm getting at. But yeah, his goals against at 5-on-5 five five ranks 34th amongst those 44 goalies. Expected goals against is 24th most. So obviously, we mentioned his goal saved above average. It kind of you know links up right there with that. Here's what's kind of alarming as well. High, his high danger save percentage ranks 37th. Here's the two things, and we'll we'll move on after I say these two. Here's the two that concern me the most. Average goal distance, eleventh farthest out. Yeah, when I when I was doing this research, that kind of, that raised a few alarm bells in my head as well. Rebound attempts against twenty third means he's giving up a lot of rebounds and a lot of opportunities yeah. off those rebounds. It's middle of the pack with this particular group, but it's still a lot more than you'd like to see him give up. And I guarantee if we look up the stats from the past two seasons of those, they're a lot better than that. Yeah. So, are the star players finally getting going? I say yes to a degree. I don't. I I can't agree with you on that. I can't. I'm not saying that they're they're shooting the the lights out, but here's why I say that. Out of the top ten Lightning f- players, points, three of them are defensemen. Three. Yep. Hedman, Shattenkirk, and Sergachev. Uh, Victor Hedman, twenty four points. Kevin Shattenkirk, twenty one. And Mikhail Sergachev, 16. To me, that's a little alarming. It's And and when we say the star players, we're referring to the big three guys on this team, Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, Braden Point. I, I don't need... Like, Point's had a good run of, a, of like... I th- of 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 a handful of games, six points in his last eight games. There or, you go. or point. Actually, I take the back. He's had points in points in six of his last eight. That's what I meant to say. But you got Nikita Kucherov, who's on a seven-game point streak, um, as of the Minnesota game. That now includes the Minnesota game. That's what I meant, including as of the Minnesota game. Um, but like Kalorn, eighteen. 
Uh, so far, sitting at seven goals on the season. Could he finally do it? Yeah, could he finally hit 20? Maybe. Fingers crossed. You never Are know. Are you telling me there's a chance? <laughs> um, Andre Palat, nine goals, seven assists for 16 points. Is he making his way back to even remotely close to his Calder uh, finalist year? Uh, this has been a big rebound year for him. I've been, I'm still oh, been very impressed with Andre. Oh, Pilar. he's been amazing this year. Uh, if you've truly watched, Anthony Sorelli, six goals, eleven assists for seventeen points, and he's finally getting power play time. You have 12, 12 Lightning players are in double digit points. Twelve. That's not bad. Uh, I mean, even Pat Maroon, five for five, or five and five. Right. Sorry. Um, Tyler Johnson probably should have more, but he had a really bad month of November when it comes in the goal scoring department. Yeah. One goal in the month of November. Yeah. And that came, I think, in the last game of the month. Yeah. I mean, it's, he went exactly one month between goals and he was recently pointless in seven straight before he had picked up points in two straight games. Matthew Joseph has not scored a goal since November 9th when they played Buffalo and Sweden. Well, I mean, Chernak hadn't scored a goal since opening night. Yeah, but that's Uh, different, though. Chernak's a shutdown defenseman. Joseph's a, you know, third-line forward. You you, you expect a little more offense. I mean, Matthew Joseph only has one assist in his last 11 games. I mean, is it concerning a little bit? Um, Strictly because... Last season, we all waited for that first goal. We all waited. And we said, when that first goal happens, he's going to go off like gangbusters. First goal came. You could see the confidence there. He, yeah. The, you know, he was able to get a few more, a few more, a few more. This season, I don't know if it's the pairing, that it, the line he's on, or what. He just doesn't look like the same guy from last season. They've kind of shifted him up and down the lineup, too. Like he hasn't everybody the way the that, light the way the true. team as a whole has played the forward lines everybody has shifted except the pocket line that one's been the most that's been the trio that's been together for the for longest, about three weeks now. yes yeah uh, but originally I'm sorry sorry for yawning originally it was Gord. Witkowski and Maroon, if I'm correct. And then Paquette came back from... From injury. From injury. Yeah. Um, and then it was Paquette, Witkowski, and uh, Maroon. And, of course, Witkowski was put on waivers, sent down to Syracuse. Mm-hmm. And Gord was put down on that line. But that trio is still playing some pretty darn good hockey right now, I think. No, they're playing incredibly good hockey for... And, and even Cooper has said, I don't consider them a fourth line. I consider them... I don't even call them the fourth line. Yeah. I, I just call them the Paquette line. Because, I mean, that's that, that trio's been probably the most consistent. But at the end of the day, you know, we, we talked about the Lightning having their struggles defensively with some defensive breakdowns. We talked about on the show Vasilevsky having, you know, his struggles. He's not making as many key saves that this team needs at important moments. Which means that the Lightning are going to need their big guns to really, really start stepping up. And I'm not expecting Nikita Kucherov to get 128 points again. I'm not expecting Stamkos to hit 55, 60 goals. But, and I'm not even expecting Brain Point to hit 40 goals this season, the way things have been going. But you'd like to see them get into a groove. And, that, and I think them getting, you know, building up some long point streaks like Kucherov is doing right now. You know, it seeing them kind of lead the way offensively, I think, will go a long way in helping this team start to put together those win streaks, those point streaks that'll help them build up the standings. Because this little trend of win two, lose one, win two, lose two, lose one, win one—that's got to stop. Remember the year they didn't ever, they didn't win a, they didn't lose a single back-to-back game. Yeah, the Um, Stanley Cup final year. Exactly. So. Well, no, that year they 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 didn't lose. They never lost three in a row until the Stanley Cup final. There was a year they didn't lose two games in a row. Was that last year? Uh, they never lost. They also didn't lose three in a row last year until the playoffs. Okay. Vasilevsky, the last five games, last five. How many times has he given up 
less than four goals. In his last five starts. <sighs> quick, wow. quick, rapid fire. Zero. Twice. Twice. Wait, I said giving up less than four. Giving up less. Oh, giving up less than f- Yeah, I, I was, but it's been twice. Well, yeah, the, the Nashville game. That's right. They- two goals against Nashville. Two goals against Buffalo. Four goals against Washington and St. Louis. Five goals against Minnesota. Five goals on what? Twenty-one shots against Minnesota. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's that's not going to cut it. Now the difference is so five goals on twenty-one shots. In the two four-goal games, thirty-three shots against St. Louis, thirty-five against Washington. So he still made twenty-nine and thirty-one saves. Yeah. the The thing, the difference is, is that he's. We're not seeing the. Um, key save from him when they need it the most you know we, we've seen him good for one one goal a game where you know the we spout the old cliche he'd like to have that one back and granted don't get me wrong that it, would that's been the last i feel like four or five years oh sure he'd like to have that one back like there was always that one goal or two goals per game where you could say he he'd probably like to have that one back this season there's a lot more and, and and we're not bashing. It just there's something going on. There's something not right. And the thing is with goaltending, it's it's such a mental position. That's why there's such a steep developmental curve with goaltenders is because think about it. You're the last line of defense, and you know typically guys will marinate in the minors for a few years, or with their junior teams or European league teams, they'll stay there for a couple years. Then move to the to the AHL for a couple years, and then make their move to the NHL, because let's face it, teams and organizations they want their goaltenders to if they're going to make mistakes, which will happen. They're you know especially with young goalie prospects, mistakes will be made, but they want them to make these mistakes in their with their junior teams, with their with their AHL teams, get it out of their system. That way, they're they're working on good habits you know, by the time they get to the NHL. And it's really a mental game knowing that you have that pressure of being the starting goaltender night in, night out. You know, it's, you know, there's that old saying, that cliched saying that goalie is voodoo. And there's, there's truth to it because we've even seen some of the best goalies in the league have a bad season here and there. You know, it's happened to Carey Price, you know, (laughs) even the best goalies out there can have a rough season. It's happening to Sergei Bobrovsky right now as we speak. Yeah, but he's he's known for not being a regular season goalie. Well, he's known he's not known for being a, a fast starter. He always gets off to slow starts. Yeah. This year is worse though. Mm. This through two months, he's still looking like he's you know yet new to get team, it on though. track. New team though, he's got to learn their nuances. Um, but there's really no excuse for for Vasilevsky. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes you wonder what's what's going on. But I, my my money says that he st- he will bounce back at some point. I think it needs to happen soon. Obviously, sooner rather than later. But you know, at, at some point, my money. If I had to pick, if I had to pick between Vasilevsky reverting to his usual form and the defense still having breakdowns, or the defense stepping up and Vasilevsky, you know, still performing poorly. My money's going to be on Vasilevsky returning to form. No, absolutely. And I think that's what the team needs. I think they need him to snap out of whatever he's in and return to that goalie that won the Vesna last season and who's been a finalist for the Vesna the last two seasons. Um, But the big boys do need to really... They need to get going. And, and at a better time rate that than they are now yeah and, and Stamkos has been kind of up and down at times but I, I think it, that's going to be important for no, them for them to get going it will and when we come back with off the rails of scrum sports how worried should you be about Eric Chernak's recent elbow to the head incidents uh the coaching carousel and the situations going on in the NHL coaching related and then positive and negative all that more when off the rails of scrum sports returns here on lightning power play Welcome back to the Scrum Sports Hockey Show on Lightning Power Play. And we're 
we're back here with Off the Rails with the Scrum Sports here on Lightning Power Play. And before the break, uh, we were doing what we normally do and going off the rails, hence the name change. Um, was that you? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I was like, where did that noise come from? <laughs> that was, I, I had the, the show on my phone and I had uh, accidentally bumped the mic stand. So yeah, it happens. Gotcha. Um, Obviously, the star guys need to get going. Uh, Kucherov, seven-game point streak. Stamkos had a five-game point streak. Point has a has points in his last six of his last eight. Um, the Paulquette lines played well. Sorelli and Kalorna played well. Tyler Johnson and Matthew Joseph had kind of been slightly underachieving, um, if you ask me. Uh, and I can say that because he had one goal in the month of November. So, and Tyler Johnson's at his best when he's scoring goals. Oh, we know what he's capable is. of. Everybody's at the Brooks. That's like saying, uh, "How do you win a game? You put more pucks in the net than the other team." No, not necessarily, because because if you're talking about a guy like Eric Chernak, you're not going to say he's at his best when he's scoring goals. He's at, he's at his best when he's helping shut people down. When he's you but know, Tyler Johnson's a goal scorer. Eric Chernak's not. That's what I'm saying is that Tyler Johnson has this is this is the point I'm getting at. I know you like try to pull these John Maddenisms on me, but look at it this way. Tyler Johnson is at his best. Like he's not a setup guy. He's a guy that he's got straight line speed. He's got a tremendous shot. When when his shooting percentage is high, when he's finding the net, that's when he's at his most useful. He's not the team's best two-way guy. He's not the team's best defensive guy. He's not a setup guy. He's his best attribute is his goal scoring. When that dries up, you don't hear much from him. No, you when, don't. But when what I'm saying is when he gets hot, it adds another dimension to this team's depth up front. They we got th- that from him last year. We saw that from him. You know, we're not seeing it quite as much this year. He's one of those guys that they need to step up a little bit more. In addition, to you know, guys like Stamkos and Point, and you know, you'd like to see Kucherov continue the current point streak that he's on as well. So, how concerning is Eric Chernak's play? I mean, watching last season, everyone knew he was a physical player. He was a tough guy, but is it getting a little bit careless this season? Well, overall, when you look at his play, it, he, him and McDonough both. I, I, they're not having the years that they had last year. Last no, well, last night the goal, uh, not last night, um, the game against Minnesota, the goal that came right off the faceoff, you noticed they were split. Yeah, and who? Um, what was it? Matt Zuccarella. Yeah, skated right in between them and right to Z- right yeah. to Vasilevsky. Eight seconds after the Lightning had just tied that game, mind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big big defensive laps, and I feel like we we've seen that that pairing hasn't quite been at its best. And 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 Chernak, I mean, we we've seen him this year. It, it I, I don't know if he's not playing with as much confidence, but well, okay. Let me put it in these terms. And it's the easiest terms I can put them in. What is the typical time frame for a uh, for a defenseman to truly hit his stride in the NHL? Well, we've talked about this before. It's about three years. Okay. How long has Eric Chernak been in the league? He's currently in his second year. He's barely been in a year and a half. Yeah. He's got another year and a half before people can start saying anything bad about this guy. Well, I'm, and I'm not saying he's... He's been awful, but he's. And he didn't, he, I'm not saying that he was just incredible his rookie year, but he was very, very good. He was very solid, and this year, I this year we're seeing what happened with Sergachev last year, because you have to remember, Mikhail Sergachev two years ago, his rookie year, he was he was pretty good. He was fantastic, but you have to remember he was also playing in some sheltered minutes. He wasn't, you know, seeing a lot of defensive zone draws. He was seeing easier matchups because that's typically what you do with a rookie defenseman. And last year, you know, Sergeyev's play, I think, dipped some. This year, he's bounced back. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, offensively, offensively, he has. he has. I'd say he's still kind of hovering in the same area he was defensively. I would agree with that. 
Um, I haven't seen an increase or a decrease, but it's either going to come this season or next season. You're going to see he's going to go one way or the other. Yeah, and, and I think and I think Chernak is going through right now what Sergachev went through a year ago, and I I think he'll work through it. But the original point that you know we I wanted to bring up was. Here's hoping that he doesn't he, that he stops throwing elbows at other players' heads, because we saw what happened against Buffalo with Rasmus Dahlin. I mean, I when that happened, I didn't think it was you know deliberate, but it was reckless. He got a suspension for it. He sat out for two games. Recently against Nashville, he throws another elbow at Daniel Carr. And this was when, when Carr and Braden Point they were they were fighting in the cor- in the corner for a puck. Chernak comes in to help, but he got him up high with the elbow. There wasn't a penalty called. There was no supplemental discipline. But he he just has to be a little bit more careful because now that he's got a suspension under his belt, they're going to be watching him. They will be watching, and if he if he gets careless again. And he gets suspended again. Guess what? You get that repeat offender status well, tagged on you, and it's almost like a scarlet letter. It is. Well, I mean, the elbow on Darlene wasn't deliberate. It was reckless, but not deliberate. Don't tell that to Sabres fans, though. Oh, they were mad. They're online. mad about everything. That's true. They they are they are very mad online. They're fan base. weird. They are an entire weird fan base. Like not just the Sabres, any Buffalo fan. That's <laughs> <is> true. <laughs> Have you seen some of the crazy crap the football fans do tailgating? Oh, I know. I've seen I've seen the, them slam each other through tables at tailgates and like who does that? Yeah, they're 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 a little unhinged up there. They're a, little, a, a, a little? Yeah, and, and they're a little unhinged up there and even more un, unhinged online. I think they've been hitting the uh, Canadian maple syrup a little too much, eh? Well, it's readily available. Right yep. there at it. Yeah, it's right there at it. <laughs> so they're going to keep their eye on him, and and rightfully so. Once you do it, once you do it again, they're going to watch you closer. Yeah. And the next suspension won't be two games. No. Um, probably probably be double that, maybe more, depending on if it's if he does something and it's. And I'm trying to enough. remember how much he. Give me a second here. Let me look it up. Well, how much you get? Like forfeit in salary, you mean? Yeah. Is that what you're... $7,500. $7,500 he lost for that hit. The next one? Going to be worse. Yeah, he, yeah he's he's got to keep well, the... Well, that uh, wasn't the fine. I think that was the what he lost in game money. Okay, I can see that. Because he's still on his entry-level contract, so that mm-hmm. would make sense. That, w- that would definitely make... But still, make... 7500 bucks. That can add up if you're uh, if you're not careful. Depending on the house, that's a house payment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think he's a reckless player. I don't think he's doing this deliberately. I think in the heat of the moment, elbows come up. It's just something you as the player have to start watching. You have to be cognizant mm-hmm. of it. You have to know, I can't do this. They're watching me now. Yeah. And the thing is, if you do it enough, eventually the league will will tag you with with a really long suspension. If you ask me, I I think the the league needs to give out longer suspensions earlier to really deter guys. Like look at the Robert Portuzo thing with with St. Louis a couple of a uh, couple weeks ago. I mean, I think everybody's seen what happened where he cross checked Victor Arvidsson in the crease, you know, once. And then did it again, and he, had, you know, was a repeat offender and had done that before. And I thought he got off incredibly light. I mean, four games was was not enough in that particular instance. I, I always felt like the league needs to kind of, you know, hit guys hard right away with suspensions because that will really deter them. I mean, look at Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson didn't. Tom Wilson didn't calm down until he got hit with that twenty game, or it got reduced to fourteen on appeal. But notice after that happened. You know what? He stopped doing that crap. He stopped. He started, you know, he still played physical hockey, but he played a little bit smarter. You know, he was a little more, you know, aware of what he was doing. And he was, he's still an effective player and he's not doing the same dirty crap that he did. You know, and it took that long suspension to, you know, slap him upside the head and wake him up. And 
Hopefully Eric Chernak doesn't get to that point. No. But I'm just I'm just saying it's it's something to watch going forward. I mean, the other thing is with the whole coaching carousel that's going on right now. The reckoning as some people are yeah. calling it. Um I'm going to say the same thing I said during another issue that was similar to this. I'm not going to name it specifically. Why not say something then? I understand that, but at the same time, you you have to you have to look at hockey's. You have to look at the the power Why structure. Wait, Trevor, ten years. I get that, but you you have to look at it this way. When when you're a young hockey player, if say you're you're a kid, say you're a, a junior hockey player, you know the, those kids are teenagers. Say you're or young. Say if you're a young guy that's getting to the AHL and you're 20. Put it this way, you know you're not in a you're not in a position where you have a lot of leverage, and the I think the way hockey culture's kind of been is, you know, you do what the coach says or else. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, that you're not as a player, you know, for a long time, you you didn't really have much of a say in things. But at the same time, it, it's, you know, if, you, if you're a coach, I, I've, I've always felt that you can be demanding John Tortorella without being demeaning. And, t- t- you know, take a look at, you know, what we've heard about Mike Babcock recently. You know, you, you shut your yeah. <laughs> he had to throw that one in there when I mentioned Tortorella, but um, you know, you, you look at look at how many players have been talking about you know giving their stories about Mike Babcock that have come out. How many negative stories have you really heard about John Tortorella? Zero. A- anytime I've ever heard a player on a podcast or on an interview get asked about John Tortorella, they say they say pretty much the same thing. Yeah, he's demanding. He's tough. He's a bit of a hard ass, but you know what? He's also a guy that doesn't play games. He is direct with you. He's blunt, but you know where you stand. Yeah, with John Tortorella. No, absolutely. And 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 that's the difference between him and say a guy like Mike Babcock, who you know we heard about the story that was reported with Mitch Marner. That's just straight up psychological mind game BS. Like that that doesn't help anyone. No. And, and I know that's a bit of an old story. And then, of course, now it got even more compounded when the Bill Peters news broke. And let's face it, <laughs> I don't think Bill Peters is ever going to coach in the NHL again, nor should he. Not not when you have not only, you know, allegations of racial slurs that have been substantiated by a couple of Akeem Alou's teammates. And by now, I know everybody's, you know, heard heard the story. And then when you throw in the allegations of actually punching a player in Carolina and the Hurricanes' current head coach, Rod Brindamore, say, who was an assistant then, saying, yes, that happened. I mean, that's... When, when you get, like, stuff like that, just... It can't happen. I mean, it's one thing to be tough on your players. It's one thing to be demanding. But, but here's my question. We'll, we'll, we'll take just the punching incident. Why didn't you say something then? These guys are afraid of getting demoted. Think about it. You're, the, it you go to the owner and say the coach punched me. Well, that that's the thing about the Carolina situation there with with the uh, the the punching and and like the kicking as well is that it got you know it it was reported to to ownership. But here's the the crazy thing about that situation. Is that you know? It was Ron, a he said he said. Yeah, uh, with Ron, Ron Francis, Francis said and, he reported it, and the owners like, no, he never brought it to our attention. Yeah, and well, Rod Brindamore also said that it was reported as well, and apparently it was it was dealt with, it was taken care of, and it never happened again. But you know, it, it's <laughs> I I can't help but think that there probably weren't too many tears being shed when Bill Peters left Carolina to go coach in Calgary. No, probably not. Um. So, I mean, I agree coaches should be firm but fair. Just like any other type of manager. Right. Firm but fair. You know, you want to be a hard ass? Go talk to John Torrell. He'll tell you how to do it the right way. So, to end this week's show, we're going to do a little segment that Brooks came up with. Positive and negative. 
Brooks, what's your positive? Well, to kind of give people a bit of background, we're each going to give one positive thing that we like, one negative thing that we don't like, and, you know, in hockey or life in general, and it could be NHL-related, could be Lightning-related. I've got a couple things that I want to go over. For my, my positive for this week, it has something to do with the Lightning, and it was against the... Um, it was one of the few positives from the game against the Minnesota Wild. Hey, it, Google. It was their 90s night theme. Dude, I saw the pictures. It was awesome. It was so cool. I, I was I was up in the press box covering that game. It was fantastic. I mean, the, the Lightning's game day product, the, the, their game day event staff absolutely nailed it. I mean, the music... The scoreboard graphics, the scoreboard presentation, the whole vibes. It just felt like, you know, you were seeing a game in the 90s. And your negative. My negative is the uh, two two days before that game, Lightning Predators, NBCSN, Pierre Maguire yucking it up with NASCAR driver Joey Logano. They traded Matthew Gattel. Sorry, I was trying to bring up a funny Pierre Maguire moment, but that failed. Yeah, yeah, that's. We'll we'll try that one again next time. But yeah, Pierre Maguire. I I don't. I don't. I thought he was off the broadcast now. No, he's on their second team. He's not on their primary team, but he's not doing the Wednesday night games typically. And yeah, him yucking it up with Joey Logano. No, I don't need that during a hockey game. All right, so my positive. Gritty's in the NHL. My negative, we don't get to see enough of the orange-haired mascot. Is Are those your actual choices? Yes. Oh, my goodness. And next week, <laughs> we will talk more about the orange-haired maniac, obviously. Uh, but if we did something on the show you didn't like, hit us up on social media, at the Scrum Sports, all across all social medias. Mine's at Trevor G underscore Scrum. And mine's at Brooks Rowland 82. And with that, it does it for us this week on Off the Rails with Scrum Sports here on Lightning Power Play. And we only have one thing left to say. Go Go Bolts! Bolts!